Salutations. Salutations. I'm Sophia's friend, Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend, Sophia. Are we singing now? I don't have... We were just talking about musical theater, but I don't know about singing the intro. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's not a first. We've We've definitely done that before. Yeah, that's probably true. It is been a while we've been our our uploads have been a little bit sporadic sporadic. yeah i feel like maybe we won't make any definitive any definitive (laughs) (laughs) because hey who knows but recently we seem to have been going kind of every two weeks but hey maybe we'll figure out how to go every week again things are pretty crazy right now yeah i mean um it's not really like we have a lack of time. It's just kind of that I have found that, they, like, I it, ha, not having a set routine of, like, going to school is just so, like, weeks fly by. And I'm like, well, guess that happened last week. So I will forget to be like, oh, we haven't recorded an episode this week. I need to text Bronwyn and make sure we do that. So I guess it's just more for me. I need to remember like another week has passed. We've got to record again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think also because we don't have like, I guess, like you said, we don't have schedules, but that means nothing really has a schedule. So for every single thing that we have in our lives, it's like when you have a chance, do this. Right. Oh, remember to sign up for this and put this on your calendar. And it's just like weird because you can do everything. There's so many things you have to think about that like you can't just go to school and see what happens yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you have to actually plan right i'm gonna do my this work whatever it might be yep but we'll get a routine yeah we're getting there i'll keep i just want to say bronwyn i've skyped bronwyn a couple of different times over the past couple of weeks and each time i skype her the bookshelf seems a little bit the bookshelf behind her seems a little bit more full <laughs> like the first time it was completely empty and then i noticed last time there were a couple more on the bottom shelf and now it's looking quite robust and i must say i'm impressed <laughs> it's it's an essential aspect to any room it's true i we recently discovered that my dad has two kindles so i have borrowed one and downloaded a library app and i'm gonna get a whole bunch of books that's amazing Mm Mhm. it's quite nice um and it's yeah it's kind of weird because like i mean again like simultaneously this get like my schedule is pretty crazy and it's like i have more free time than before but it's just I never know when I'm going to have free time, really. <laughs> so it's kind of like a bit, it can be a bit busy, but I'm hoping to do some reading this evening. That's good. I need to read. I actually, I didn't, I haven't told you this. I started reading, there's a book that I bought at a used bookstore, I think either in Vermont or Washington, D.C. I don't remember which one. But it was a really cool used bookstore, and it's called the Cambridge Encyclopedia of Languages, and it's incredible. It's like this 500-page book, and it's it's not like one of those glossy encyclopedias. It's paper, so I've been reading it and annotating it, and it is the most fun thing. And then looking back through to see like all of the like pages covered in notes, I feel like a true language professor. <gasps> That's so cool. It's yeah, very exciting. I, know. I feel like you need to have a few books that you can just 
not that I really have any at the moment, but there are a few books that I like remember reading and being like, oh, that's really good. And like I, for a while, I would take pictures of quotes and stuff, but like there are a couple of copies of books I need to get so that I can yeah. read those because I feel like it's kind of a mental thing where it's, but it's a book. I don't want to, I don't want to write on it. But have you ever seen a book covered in annotations and not been like, that's so cool? Yeah, it does <laughs> like, look really amazing when you look back at it. And like, it, I was a little bit reluctant at first to be like, do I want to ruin this with the notes of a wannabe sixteen-year-old linguistics <laughs> like nerd? <laughs> but um, then, like, look, like it does. It's it looks quite cool. Yeah. Very exciting. Anyways, let's, we should um, get into the podcast. We should. Let's do that. Um, I'm having some like, (laughs) sonic difficulties. Yes. I'm also having a lot of voice cracks. And so I apologize if my voice sounds very like tense or like cracky and I'm not (laughs) sure why and it's really weird. It might be allergies. But in any case, it's okay. We're all, we're all okay. It's all good. And this, I haven't talked to people much today, so my voice also might sound a little gravelly. We're all just working with compromised vocal cords today. <laughs> evidently, evidently. Indeed. What's the topic? Nope. What's your word? Right? <laughs> um, so my first word lit, and I think this is going to be a theme for the rest of the episode, like, it many weeks in a row there are going to be some words from our friend justin's lovely book of words from different languages um but this was when he first gave this amazing book to me and i opened it up to look this was the first word that i saw and i was immediately baffled because it has no vowels um it is a welsh word and it is spelled c-w-t-c-h um and according to google Google, excuse me, according to Google, it's pronounced kutch, um, but it has just no vowels, and I, it means something really sweet, as a lot of these, the words in this book do, it means a hug or a cuddle, or a safe place, or the space under the cupboard under the stairs, the space or the cupboard under the stairs, so kind of like Harry Potter's little bedroom. Um, or it can mean like a, a nice hug, which can also mean a safe space. And I love the idea that a safe space can also be a hug. Like you can feel safe when you're being hugged by someone. So that's that's amazing. It's, I thought it was a really sweet word. Um, yeah, yeah. And thanks, just that's good. Again. It's very strange. It is. Or I guess a new, it's a weird one. I think that like I find Welsh and Gaelic and Irish words so cool yes like the spelling yep is just like if you've seen irish names it's just amazing because you know not not close to the english i know but definitely cool (laughs) do you want to say your word (laughs) i thought that was your transition (laughs) no i was just waiting for you to ask um my word is apexegetic and in greek an hour ago (laughs) i heard this word i did miss the part where he defined it but i did hear him say it and then i heard him say i'm sorry that's not much of a definition but yeah the definition of this greek word is apexegetic 
but then he didn't define epigenetic or I didn't hear that, whatever. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Um, because apparently it means the addition of a phrase, clause, or sentence to a text to provide further explanation. Um, and I guess there are a lot of examples of that in uh, The Odyssey, which we are reading currently, Ooh. where like there will be a sentence and then more context in the following uh, in the following clause or phrase or whatever. That's very cool. cool. It's also just kind of a fun word. Yeah. That I love there there's like an e every other letter <laughs> for most of the words. I was so proud of myself because I had done a translation in Greek and then a lot of the time I have a bad habit when I'm translating instead of writing the exact thing in Greek um I'll write kind of I'll kind of see the words I recognize and then I'll mentally be like oh it's probably this phrase and it'll make sense in the context but it won't be literally what how it's written so I wrote and they like watched him with helpless hearts in the, and then he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. What, can you, like, translate it literally? And I looked at it, and I was like, wait, I can. I know this. And I was like, helplessness held their hearts. And Whoa. then we had a whole conversation about, like, personification. Oh, stuff. my God, that's so, so cool. Because I, like, looked You're at so it. You're so cool. And I was like, you wait translated a second, I recognize that verb. And it was great. That's it was, amazing. It was very gratifying. <laughs> that's so cool. So yeah, the Odyssey is pretty cool. I think it's fun to translate and also fun to read. But at this point, we've like gone through, we're like more than halfway done the story of the Cyclops. And at one point soon, I'm going to have a whole translated Cyclops story. Wow. I'll be pretty proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty nice. (laughs) But I do have to keep an eye on all the subjects and objects because i've gotten those confused keep, a couple of times keep an eye on keep, keep an eye on that <laughs> <laughs> um, because i've like translated something so it's a bit gory but the cyclops takes two of um odysseus's comrades or companions as they're called and hits their heads on the ground and to, to have some dinner and he says, like, he picked them up like two puppies and, like, smashed them on the ground. I mistranslated that to he picked up two puppies. Two random dogs. And I was like, why would you do that? And then it gets, like, really gory and, like, detailed explanation of, like, what happens when you smash someone's head on the ground. And it just, like, I was so sad. And I was still sad when I realized yeah, I was they were people. Yeah, other puppies. His friends, his pals. Uh, uh, well, anyways, that was completely off topic. The Odyssey is pretty cool. Sophia, what's your next <laughs> word? My lit? next word lit is it's not a super rare word, but I found it in the this language book that I was reading, and I was like, you know, that's a cool word that we don't use often enough, and it is mystique. That's how you pronounce it, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means a fascinating aura of mystery, awe, and power surrounding someone or something. And this was, I think in the book it was referring to, like, the um, mystique around 
language change, like how language changes over time and how like the differences in linguistics and how people try to stop that, but no one really knows how to. And it was a whole thing. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I just thought it was, it's a cool word and people don't use it often enough because it makes it everything sound so much more mysterious. It's like a a glammed up version of the word mystical. <laughs> yeah. It's like a it's, it's like a, if I you think took that's mystical the thing is if you just French. That's what I was about to say. If you just write things in a French <laughs> way, you all uh, you just get like this next level of elevation. It's true. I was telling Sophia cuz there are a lot of similarities, right? And I was had to write like a, a synopsis of a play for French, and there were a couple of times where I couldn't remember the French word, and I was like, eh, whatever. And so I like wrote the English word, but in a French way, and then came back and checked them, and I was right, and it was, it was great. Because there are certain <laughs> words where you're like mystical, that sounds right, mystique, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it must be um, right. Your next word. I think I might have brought that up when we were talking about poetry in Latin. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say it's a word, because I couldn't remember. But this next word is synecdoche, which is a literary device um, or a figure of speech in which a part is made to represent the whole or vice versa. The example is Cleveland won by six runs, which means Cleveland's baseball team. Um, So you basically just you know, make things more vague and everyone knows what you're talking about. It's, <laughs> and you give it a fancy name and all of a sudden it's, it's style. <laughs> That's how literary <laughs> devices are made, people. <laughs> yeah. Bronwyn and I were talking about this yesterday when I was complaining about my English homework and how I'm bad at literary analysis. And we, were, we got very existential about how English is just words that people are using to try to explain humans who are just animals and like it's just it's all just meaningless and then it got dangerous <laughs> um but that's why a literary analysis makes you think too much i'm not a fan <laughs> it's just kind of funny because i just can't help but imagine someone like i don't know I don't know, it's just someone who wrote a book <laughs> and like, it was just like, ooh, this would be funny if I made it vague because I just can't remember the word for baseball team. So I'm just going to say Cleveland because they'll know what I mean, whatever. And you know what? Probably not even a conscious thought. And then some people were like, oh, wait. But you did it a lot. And instead of being like, haha, this person's pretty stupid, they couldn't remember, like, how to use proper grammar. They're like, ah, yes, this is synecdoche. Oh my goodness. And gave it a fancy name and said it was on purpose to create this aura of mystique to enhance the themes of secrecy and... um and and yeah and it's just all <laughs> nothing it's all nothing oh <laughs> yeah anyways not the point um we're already at, at almost 20 minutes so we should probably get going on yeah. 
The topic. What's the topic? The topic we chose this week is board games. Uh, yes, Bronwyn and I both play a lot of board games with our family and sometimes with our friends as well. And I personally have some ridiculous anecdotes about my family playing board games, and I look forward to yours as well. So would you like to kick us off with your word? I love your word. Um, actually, no, because it's your turn to go first. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget this. <laughs> I forget the order. Um, well, my word is not necessarily referring to board games as a larger concept, as much as Bronwyn's is, but... For my family, <laughs> anytime we um, play a board game, it no matter what game it is, it always ends up dissolving into utter chaos, and we always start just, like, giggling uncontrollably by the end of the game. No matter what game it is, even if we're all, like, tired and grumpy, it always, like, just ends in laughter somehow, which is great, and I love that. So... The word I chose to describe board games was hilarity, which means extreme amusement, especially when expressed by laughter. And um, I don't remember if we included this in the podcast, but there was one time when I started laughing absolutely hysterically. I think it was over Skype. And anyways, I like just was could not breathe and it was a whole mess. And that sort of the environment of my family board games was just is just extreme amusement <laughs> expressed by uncontrollable laughter. Um, anyways, so hilarity. I just thought it's a good word to express that. <laughs> it's good. Uh, you know, from I, maybe not my extensive experience but from my experience you know at dinner or whatever the, yeah. the, the times I've been over um I, I can I can imagine you can the, see the that hilarity that ensues <laughs> yeah um Bronwyn has seen how crazy my family can get during dinners and it gets even more ridiculous during board games if you can imagine that um so the etymology of hilarity it comes from latin hilaris and latin hilari hilaritas um which means cheerfulness chill cheerfulness my <laughs> goodness <laughs> cheerfulness or merriment and then french hilarite yeah cool and then english hilarious which then combined to mean hilarity or cheerfulness in late middle english it's a fun word now what's your word <laughs> okay so i was looking up words for like winning and victorious and they were all like conquering and like dictatorship and i was like okay so not like, <laughs> not that my, my but i did find one that i was like cool i feel like i can make this work and that word is eclat uh, which means a brilliant display or effect or a social distinction or conspicuous success. Um, and it's just, I think, a pretty extra way to, to say, like, you know, that was, that was a great successful win you did. But in my family, which has some ridiculously competitive people in it, <laughs> it's, it's pretty fitting because every time anyone wins it is a 
a display and definitely a display. um you know somewhat conspicuous and and there's an element of social distinction usually <laughs> created by said winner <laughs> um, oh my goodness <laughs> in particular my mom and my brother my oldest brother because you know they're just so competitive they enjoy winning <laughs> you could say that <laughs> I hate losing um, a lot. Anyways, the word <laughs> comes from French from the word éclaté, meaning to burst out, and then éclat in the late 17th century. That's yeah. very cool. Sophia, should we move to quotes? Because I'm really excited because I read ahead and um, I'm, they're really good. And, I, you know, you made a comment saying I probably won't say all of these. And you know what? I think you should. You think I should? Mm-hmm. All right. You can say a couple at a time. And then, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. I'll let you interrupt me with your sane quotes. <laughs> um, so for... Uh, I prepared this episode after Bronwyn did, and I saw Bronwyn's quotes about board games, and I was like, dang, those are really good. And I spent about a half an hour on the <laughs> oh, internet, no. like, trying to find quotes that weren't, like, the best strategy for board games is to defeat your enemies by emotional manipulation learn their strategy and then crush them and i was like okay well that's not really the spirit of either my family while playing board games or the podcast quotes and anecdotes but brahmins are are both very good and i was like i really i don't i can't find any good quotes but then i okay well this is sort of an anecdote now but a lot of times when we play board games not so much anymore but more when I was in, like, middle school, I used to love to record them because there was always some sort of ridiculous inside joke or something really stupid and funny that we would say. And then to have it on tape was, like, great. And then I could go back and listen to it and giggle. Um, so I went through and started listening to a couple of those tapes. And I found some quotes from my family from while we were playing board games. So... The first one is um, from we were playing Monopoly with my grandparents on my mom's side. And this was back in 2015, based on the date of the recording. So I was in sixth grade, I think. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so sixth grade. So I was ridiculous. And then my brother was in third grade, so he was even more ridiculous. Um, And... The whole game, we were all getting increasingly annoyed at my little brother, who had a cold and was just being really annoying and just singing the whole time and would not actually play the game. He also got really unlucky with just the whole game. But anyways, I'll get a little bit more into that during Monopoly. Um, But the first quote from Monopoly that I have is actually from my grandmother, who is an avid listener of the podcast. So thank you, Granny. Um you're famous now (laughs) uh and she so (laughs) my brother I think was taking trying to take money from the bank and she was the banker so she had like her personal collection of money and then the bank my brother needed something from the bank and ended up taking from her pile accidentally (laughs) and my my grandmother is very sweet and really like normally soft-spoken and like just super kind to my brother and I and is always like just just very sweet and she he went to grab some of her money and she just screamed to him keep keep your hands off of my money and it was very we all burst out laughing and 
that became one of the quotes of the rest of the afternoon was just get your hands off of my money that's very Um, funny that (laughs) that was my grandmother um and it was just i think the best part about that was it seemed very out of character for this normally very sweet person to just start yelling at my brother i mean obviously we all laughed after it but and then again um during monopoly i uh i think i was arguing with my grandmother who was obviously right that um dice was singular i think yeah like you know one dice and then two dice or whatever (laughs) which is just wrong um and she was like, no, 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 it's one die and two dice, just like my and mice. And then she burst out laughing and was like, that, that doesn't, that didn't that's work. That's very good. That's not, that's not right. So one die, two dice, like my and mice. Um, and then my grandfather, uh, I think, had to, went to go get a snack or something and was like, Marcus, if my turn comes up, play for me, I trust you. And I was like, you take that back right now. Don't ever say you trust him, Marcos. And he was like, okay, okay, you're right. I take it back. Um, so, <laughs> and, um, yeah, because Marcos would have stolen his money. My brother's name is Marcos for any context. Um, and then the last quote from, these are all quite, I, quite a bit funnier in context when you're listening to all of us laugh after each one is being said instead of just me reading them out um but one of the issues throughout the whole game was that my grandmother would forget which pile was the bank and which pile was her (laughs) personal money so throughout the game she would take from the bank when she was trying to pay for something and I caught her once and I was like wait granny you're you're taking from the bank and then we all burst out laughing again and her her reasoning her excuse was like oh you know why I did it because I don't have any 20s any 20 dollar bills for Monopoly, and then my grandfather was like, oh yeah, that's a good reason. <laughs> Your honor, I didn't mean it. I didn't have any money, so I just <laughs> took some from the bank. Um, oh my goodness. And that was that was our Monopoly session, that, and I still have that recording from sixth grade, and I was listening to it today, just dying laughing. Um, that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, so a little bit of an unusual quote section but i have more from some different games but first what are your what's your first quote it sounds so boring now <laughs> they're they're great quotes they're really good <laughs> okay so my first quote is i never go easy on kids when i play board <laughs> games the sooner they learn what the consequence of entering a competition is the better if they win i punch them in the face like any adult Oh God! <laughs> yeah, so it's a bit of a is this different your, tone. Um, is this your mindset while playing board games, Bronwyn? It's not mine. It's my mom. The punch in the face is a bit extreme. <laughs> the you never go easy on kids when I play board games. Now that is true because they will maybe like give like a like a handicap and be like, okay, you get to start with like three pieces and I'll start with none or whatever, but. They they never let other people... They never just let people win, ever. I see. Um, and it's quite funny because it's just... They're just very competitive people, you know? I think it's... Maybe it's a genetic thing. Um, but, like, they're also having some pretty funny... Fa- some pretty funny things. Like, my oldest brother, again, when he was six, he was playing 
um, chess with my grandpa, and he beat my grandpa. Like, and then he said, oh, don't worry, Grandpa. I'll go easier on you next time. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> and he was six years old. Um, so, that, you know, you the get... confidence, I admire it so much. Exactly. incredible. And I have very, I mean, okay, I won't go into this because this is anecdotes, but yeah, there's a lot of competition and it does not change if you are five or six. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. And that was said by Zach Braff, uh, who is an American actor, director, screenwriter, and producer. Your turn. My next... Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) So I have quotes from three different games that my family has played that I recorded. Um, And this this one I didn't record like tape the whole game but it was like the setup of the game and I was taking so I this is again more of an anecdote but um we were playing Catan the board game Catan um a couple weeks ago and I have been videotaping my family doing ridiculous things for the past four however many weeks it's been and at the end of this quarantine when life goes back to normal i'm gonna make an iMovie of just my all these videos of my family being absolutely ridiculous and so i was documenting content for this iMovie and that's where these quotes come from so Catan is a game where you um like basically take over territory and you build settlements and houses and roads and stuff like that and you have like your little um village type thing that keeps expanding over the um What's the thing called? The, the platform? Board. The board? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that was that was my low point of the Yeah. Week. <laughs> the platform. Anyways, um my dad, before we start the game, we like you have all these little pieces and so you have like the little house block and then the city block and these little lines that are roads. And so it's a tradition now for my dad before the start of every game to make a little mini village just like on the table with all of his pieces. Um, and this late, this latest time that we played, he was intent on making it like absolutely geometrically perfect, like symmetrical and it had to be at 100% perfect. So these two are from that time. Um, and he... Uh, said like we were so we were like oh okay well what's the name of this this town this time because he's had some ridiculous names in the past and he goes oh it, it's it's geometryville as in geometryville and my mom wasting probably a little bit like annoyed at all of us already was just immediately was like that's lame that's a stupid name <laughs> <laughs> and again my mom is normally a very sweet yeah. person but she i was wasted. gonna say it always surprises me when she she weighs in to, <laughs> on the on yeah. the chaos <laughs> yep um <laughs> i mean we all she started laughing immediately after this but it just very much surprised me to be like all right then i guess we're coming right out of the bat with the insults and like (laughs) stupid name um so that was my mom and then the other one and this one I just found funny because it's very random and not like my dad um and and as he was building 
he he had to make this town perfect and so much so that he wouldn't let us start until his <laughs> town was like complete like we couldn't start playing the game he was like just one second i need to fix my little my my town so it's perfect <laughs> and so we were like papa come on hurry up we've got to start playing the game you're gonna have to destroy your town anyway because you have to put the pieces on the board and he was like be patient god didn't build this earth in one day <laughs> i think the expression is rome wasn't built in a day <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yes. It's a slightly mixed metaphor there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, isn't isn't it that what was the wordlet that you had last week that was like saying things that are slightly wrong? Malapropism. Malapropism. It's it's that. That's what he did. Exactly. And it's also just like such a random thing for my father to say so we all found that hilarious and it's quite the good. laughter and this was before we even started the game where more chaos erupted during the game and my dad was just being ridiculous anyways um your last quote my last quote is okay again it's a, such a different such a different vibe um, but you know it's all good <laughs> so different <laughs> I love card games, and I've always loved board games and stuff like that as a kid. And I think it's that part of your brain that's engaged in con movies. It's like, who's outsmarting whom? Um, and I did like this, because on a more serious note, that is kind of why board games are fun. Yeah. Um, when you can be strategic and be like, ooh, I'm going to do this. and You know, things like executing heists and, you know, being a con person is not really an accessible or desirable thing but that kind of mentality is can be fun you know of yeah. like haha i win and i outsmarted you and you mentioned the game katan and that's a family we play that's a game we play a lot as a family and it's uh it's a lot of that of like once you <laughs> get it and you're like i know i'm gonna win this it's gonna happen oh my and then gosh. other times you're like i don't know i don't know this is the this is the round we'll find out and it's like that kind of fun, mental, trying to win kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, m- the reason why I love board games is mostly because um, it's like forcing a group of people to be together and like focus on one thing and talk about one thing. And then it can um, develop into some amazing inside jokes later on. But there is that, that secondary level for me that's like, Ooh, all right. I've got a good strategy. Like we've got to figure this out. Yeah, I got a good thing going on. Um, and that was said by John Christopher Riley, who is an American actor, comedian, singer, voice actor, screenwriter, and producer. Wow. I feel like every time we have uh, quotes from people, they they always have so many credentials. <laughs> like I amazing. think so. Who is what is happening in your next quote (laughs) (laughs) that's actually a good way of um asking so the next my next couple of quotes um come from a board game called anomia which i want to try because it sounds really fun it is the it is my favorite game of all time it's the best maybe just because we've developed so many good inside jokes within the family about anomia um but it is my favorite game ever it's essentially um sort of like i don't know if ever you know the game spot it or yeah you're like trying to find things it's that kind of like you have to think really quick and come up with something really quickly (laughs) before (laughs) the other person comes up with something different um and so in my family which can get very loud 
that tends to end in a lot of screaming. So like when when essentially it's when two people have the same um, symbol on their card, they have to yell something from or not yell something, but it always turns into yelling with my family. But say something from the category on the other person's card. So it can be like flavor of chip on one person's card and then superhero in the other. And so one person has to say a flavor of chip before the other person says a superhero. Um, so and then oh, it's so stressful but sounds so it's fun. so much fun so then when when two people have the same cards and they didn't notice my family ends up just being like ah, look down <laughs> just yelling when people end up having the same card and then like when you notice something first you have to say it louder because then it seems like maybe you said it first <laughs> um, so the that come that one is later but the first so okay anyways the first time we ever played this game was with my uncle who was visiting and my uncle is very cool i don't remember if i've talked about him before uh, probably <laughs> but he is a travel writer so he um doesn't get to come visit very often but when he does he always has these really cool stories and we always try to spend a lot of time with him when he comes to visit. So the first time that we played this board game was one of the times when he was visiting. And this was in June of 2018. So summer between freshman and sophomore year for us. Um, and one of, the, one of the quotes that I have is the category was a criminal. And my uncle... Uh, oh, Jack the Ripper! And my brother goes, he's not a criminal. <laughs> And my uncle said, what is he, a nice guy? And <laughs> <laughs> the two options. And then I think after that, my brother said, he's a serial killer. And my uncle was like, which is a criminal, my dude. <laughs> like, what? That's very uh, good. Uh, so that was one. And then the other one, I'm going to make fun of myself a little bit here. Um, the category was like countries or something like that. And... Um, I was so excited that I had noticed it first and I was screaming and so I, I yelled China really loudly and took the card and so I was like this is great because I was winning and then my dad said to me what did you say? I was like oh I said China and then my uncle was like no you didn't say China you said China which is a little different <laughs> I wish you had said China because then my eardrums would still be functioning <laughs> so, that's very good yeah that was, those are my two quotes from Anomia, which is still my favorite game. Um, That's very funny. And we've been recording for 40 minutes, so we should, uh, you need to tell some, and I've, I've sort of said these were a lot of my anecdotes were my quotes this time, um, but. We can each say, like, two. Yeah. We'll probably be. That sounds good. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but yes, those were, if that gives you a little taste of how chaotic my family is now you know um and i'm sorry for yelling china bronwyn you might have to lower the volume on that a little so I yeah don't. it hurt my ears a bit but we're all good <laughs> it hurt my uncle's ears too apparently oh, yeah. um okay shall we go into anecdotes yeah my first one i mentioned it before is Catan, and that's kind of become the game that we play the most often um when my brother and sister are home because you need at least three people to play and my dad refuses to play it really <laughs> that's because we're not exactly quiet while we're playing mm -hmm. because it starts off 
And to begin with, it's already complicated. We have to have a rule that the last person who won has to set up the game because no one wants to set up the game. Right. And then we're finally ready to start. And generally, someone's taking a long time. And generally, that's my brother. And <laughs> and so we're all sitting there waiting. And so there's a lot of yelling. I'm like, if you don't come now, I'm going to just go. Then we finally go. And within those first few minutes, because you go around and you place your first settlements, depending on where you place your settlement, you have a better chance of collecting resources and that kind of thing. And there are a limited number of good spots. And at that point, someone gets cut off, like their road cut off or their spot taken or whatever. And so there's some complaining, generally from my mom. Um, (laughs) And then we start playing. And again, so my sister, she's generally pretty quiet and pretty plays it maybe like um it's supposed to be played with you know grudging acceptance if you don't win and calm pride if you do um (laughs) whereas my mom and my brother especially and me from time to times but less so are very vocal about how they're doing and how unfair it is or how badly everyone else is doing and my brother has a tactic of kind of yelling (laughs) And, um, how shall we say it? My, my mom doesn't like to lose. And, and one of her tactics is to point out how well everyone else is doing. So everyone ignores how badly she's, she's doing. doing. <laughs> and, and, uh, there's a lot of, there's some underlying themes of guilt from time to time <laughs> and, oh, no. <laughs> and there's a lot of a lot of yelling again um and it's quite good it's quite fun uh and then finally someone wins and there's a lot of discussion about how unfair it was because everyone was targeting whoever lost <laughs> <laughs> or people were being mean um and a lot of you know suggestions of how we could improve the game so that <laughs> you can't lose <laughs> generally um but yeah it's it's there's a bit of drama but it's always that good that sounds like so much fun i love how our families have very very different ways of playing board games but it sounds equally amazing <laughs> it's quite quite a time what's your what's your anecdote um well i've gone over a bunch of them i think some of my favorite ones come from Anomia, and they're sort of like, I don't know, they were harder to include in quotes. But yeah, Anomia is a game where you have to name uh, something in a category based on the category on a card. And I love it so much. And now it's become a tradition to always play it when my uncle comes to visit. So we played it again, I think I think it was over Thanksgiving when the last time he came to visit. Um, and he was the one who was like, asking us, like, guys, aren't we going to play Anomia tonight? Guys, no, 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 I don't want to watch British, no, we got to play Anomia, um, which was amazing. So some of my favorite moments from playing Anomia has been, uh, at one point, there was a card that said desert, as in, like, the Sahara Desert, and (laughs) my uncle, with such confidence, and was like, oh, totally, I got this, just was like, lemon meringue pie i give me the card <laughs> and i looked at him and was like uh tio chris 
desert, <laughs> like not disabled. <laughs> and he was like, oh, um, and then said a desert and still got the card because we were all laughing too hard to win. <laughs> um, but my mom was like, you had to say lemon meringue pie instead of like cake or cookies or <laughs> just the most elaborate <laughs> dessert possible. And it was all, it was completely wrong. Um, another uh, fun thing that my uncle did, this was more recently, the last time we played, um, again, such confidence, such bravado, uh, the, the category was a shade of green and he just screamed velvet and <laughs> again made us all burst out. Just where do you think of that? How do you think that velvet is a shade of gray? I don't, I don't know, but that, um, that was something that that prevented us from starting the game again for another five minutes because we were all laughing too hard at Velvet. Um, and then probably, uh, or, or I guess another, this time with my dad, um, the one, I think the category was a bad word, like name a bad word. And my, my dad was like, I can't say it. I'm not saying a bad word. And he was like, B word. And my mom was like, that doesn't count. She was trying to think of, of some, something else in another category. And my dad was like, I can't say, I'm not saying a bad word. I'm not, I can't say it. And so instead he was like, you know what? Crapola. The, the, the bad, the new bad I say word that. is crapola. Well, I had never heard crapola before. No, that's, I've heard it. It's, it's, a, it's been, I, I've heard that. <laughs> I don't think I've heard it in genuine. I don't think it's a word. <laughs> it just adds a slightly more sing-song element to um crap. <laughs> yeah. Um so that was then that became the, the family though. joke for the rest of the game. We would start calling each other crapolas um and being like that's crapola <laughs> when, when someone um started winning the game or whatever. Um and then the last quick story that I have from Anomia was another th- thing from my uncle. The category was a flavor of chip. And he was like, oh, oh, you know, you know. And then, like, was like, give me the card. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite flavor of chip, you know. <laughs> Just, I, love, I love that flavor. Um, but, yeah, it's a game it's that lends itself to a lot of inside jokes. And that is why it is my favorite. Gotta love it. That's amazing. <clears throat> now, I think we have kind of run our limit on time. <laughs> we have a little bit. Um, do you want me to do one more? Yeah, why don't you do one more? Because I feel bad. I've said a lot. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, my next one is a game called Stratego that I used to play. I... It, was like one of the first games I played with my grandma who also loves games um and I don't know it's I don't it's hard to explain it's just kind of a simple board game and you try to it's almost like capture the flag but in a board game format kind of and there's a picture of me when I'm like two and I'm like sitting on my grandma's lap and like helping her play against my brother but like I remember playing like when I was really really little I used to play with her um and I think they recently gave a uh, um, one of them, a game of Stratego to my little cousins, and I just have I, that's that was so like sweet. a very early thing of just playing Stratego with my grandma. That's adorable. Um, and yeah, 
and it's quite a good game and again i th- i remember every time i'd run to make a big show oh, come on i, I got me that time and maybe some of it was genuine but still it was that's so sweet it was really sweet because i was so proud of myself <laughs> i won i love those childhood memories especially with grandparents when it's like yeah oh <laughs> those are always so adorable but yeah it's just a little one but you know <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> yes thank you for maybe while you play your next game you can listen to our intro music <laughs> <laughs> just on repeat for the hour that it takes to play most of these games well you could also mix it in with our outro music um that's inspirational and you know awesome inspiration which um, you can and find both on in our description and in the description my voice is <clears throat> not doing well <laughs> um you can email us yes at quotes and anecdotes at gmail.com follow us on instagram quotes.and.anecdotes uh follow the person who did our cover art mary Dinobite. that's d-i-n-o dot b-y-t-e she does amazing art like it's really good it's incredible so you should check it out instagram um special shout out to my grandmother who i mentioned multiple times thank you for listening and thank you for making me laugh when i listened back to that recording from sixth grade for the first time in years (laughs) that was a trip (laughs) Alright, we'll be subscribed. Really so exhausting recording a podcast. I disregarded the fact that it was an audio medium and that sounded strange. <laughs> um, rate review subscribe. Yes. Um, and have a wonderful rest of your week. Play a board game with yeah. your family if you can. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. It certainly is. Bye, my friends of you. <laughs> you. You turn southern. I'm a genuine country girl. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it in. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And cut. <laughs>